Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside Alyssa Antonelli, once again, who is a big part of the Mickey Blog family and also the co-owner of our primary sponsor, which is Mickey Travels, your go-to travel agency and Disney destination spot. They will be your Disney planning experts. We'll talk more about them later on in the episode. Before we get into today's topic and the meat and potatoes, as people like to say, uh, I, I have all these phrases from like the 1960s, like uh, all that fun jazz and man, I gotta, I gotta really get with the times, but uh, Alyssa, how are you doing? Uh, how's your day, your week? Uh, how's everything going on? Good week so far. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good. I'm excited about another episode of the Mickey blog podcast. I'm always happy to be here and always happy to have our listeners and viewers. And so welcome in everybody. Yeah. Welcome to another show. As always, the Mickey blog podcast drops new episodes every single Friday. So if you want to hear or watch more of our episodes, you can listen on whatever platform you get podcasts. We are on, of course, Apple, Spotify, all that fun jazz, but you can also find us in video format every single episode on YouTube. So if you want to watch us and watch Alyssa roll her eyes at me at least once per episode, you can do that. So no problem. Part, part of the uh, whole thing. But today we are continuing and I, I don't want to say wrapping up because truthfully, there could be more episodes of this series down the line, but we're continuing our perfect day series. Um, essentially, the entire point of this series was to help in assisting or planning your perfect day at each of the four Walt Disney World theme parks. Um, and today we are doing a guide to a perfect day at Disney Springs. There is so much to see and do um, entertainment, food, you know, restaurants, drinking, you know, um, merchandise, obviously. Uh, so much to see and do at Disney Springs. So we're going to kind of deliver a full guide um, to helping you plan a day. Lots of families, uh, lots of friends, lots of people, and lots of locals go to Disney Springs every single day. Um, but one of the things that I've noticed over the years is increasingly more and more families and groups who come to Walt Disney World are dedicating an entire day to Disney Springs, which is awesome. I think that's great. There's so much to see and do over there. Lots of even local restaurants, which we'll get into. So we're going to help you sort of plan that day and uh, all that. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's first talk about some history here because I'm one of those, you know, uh, weird history nerds who cares about these fun facts that nobody else really cares about. But now I, I'm forcing you all to listen and watch them. So uh, Disney Springs, which previously was 1975's Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. And then in 1977, it turned into Walt Disney World Village. Then in 1989, it was D Disney Village Marketplace. In 1997, of course, turned into Downtown Disney, which is probably the most iconic of all the names. Um, and then, of course, to present day, it did turn into Disney Springs. Disney Springs is separated into how they like to call it four separate sections the marketplace the landing the town center and west side so before disney springs existed what is your first memories or or uh you know going back into uh into um the past for a second Alyssa? what are your first you know sort of thoughts memories of disney springs or you know its previous names and uh, how has it sort of evolved for you? Because I know, um, like myself, I know you you go to Disney Springs quite a bit, um, and I I go all the time. So uh, so yeah, how has that evolved for you over the years? I mean, my memories of Downtown Disney um, very <laughs> different than it is today with Disney Springs. Um, I really like what they have uh, how how it's evolved. Um, I think one of my favorite memories, though, of downtown Disney is Pleasure Island. Yeah. You no, know, that's just like, you know, that's just uh, historical, iconic. 
Um, but just a lot of fun. A lot of like, I felt like it was a little, um, I'll say not more nightlife, but a different type of nightlife. Um, but it, it definitely, um, is what I always loved about downtown Disney and still love about Disney Springs is, um, it's still sort of part of Disney. Um, but allowing you to sort of, um, have a little break from the theme parks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, I will tell you, it's gotten to the point for me as a local, that's my mall. Yeah. I know. Like where, you know, that's a go-to place for us to grab dinner, um, go shopping. Um, it's just a really fun, uh, fun place. And the thing I love the most about Disney Springs is, um, for our clients is you don't need a park ticket. You don't yeah. need to pay to get in. So, you know, if you have that, well, you know, the, our flight's landing and we don't really know what to do for the afternoon, the evening. We didn't want to buy another day of park tickets. You know, go to Disney Springs. Lots to do there. Uh, your last day when you check out, if your flight's not till you know the afternoon, you're not going to go to a park. Something to do. Um, and it's something fun to do. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, not to mention they do a lot of different seasonal offerings. Of course, I'm a huge fan of the Christmas tree stroll that they do every single Christmas season, which is wonderful. Um, But beyond that, you know, they do a lot of offerings throughout the year. Uh, Many people go there for the movies because they do have a huge AMC theater there. Um, And there's lots of entertainment offerings as well, which we're going to talk about in today's episode. But I'm I'm very similar to yourself. I mean, when I first moved to Orlando full time in 2019, um, you know, my now wife, girlfriend at the time, we were going to Disney Springs felt like almost once a week, uh, if not more. And um, and it was just it never really gets boring. You know, there's so much to see and do. And the dining, in my opinion, has greatly improved over the years. Um, And I think that's one thing that like sometimes I get bummed because. I was never actually 21 and able to experience Pleasure Island. Like that's like a part of Disney. I like hear about from so many people who got to experience it. And I never got to experience that, uh, which is a bummer because I do like to, you know, go out and have fun and, and have a few drinks and things like that. But, you know, at the same time, I do remember a lot of how downtown Disney was before it transferred over to Disney Springs. And Lots of people felt almost like bummed about it, how much all the changes that Disney Springs has experienced and how much more focused it is on shopping and outlets and all these big brands, designer brands. But I actually think it's only gotten better over the years. It appeals more to the general family. It There's so much great food and, and drink offerings, which we're going to talk about later. But, you know, it's... I. I personally think it's only improved over the years, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, But yeah, but yeah, regardless, let's jump into some more specifics um, because you guys don't want to hear about uh, Jared's, uh, you know, rambling about wanting to go to Pleasure Island. Uh, That's not why you came here. Um, Let's talk about more specifics on planning your day. There's a few different parking garages. Ironically, Alyssa, this is one of those you know, kind of, I would almost consider it stupid, but regardless, one of those uh, funny banter debates that people have on, do you park in Lime Garage or Orange Garage? Kind of like, do you start in Canada or do you start in Mexico at Epcot? But um, there are two major parking garages. There's more surface level parking. As Alyssa said, you do not need a park pass to go to Disney Springs. It is completely free to enter. Um, And it's mostly, I would say mostly, focused on shopping and entertainment, things of that nature. So let's talk about that first. Um, when you think of, you know, Disney Springs, um, I'm sure uh, we're going to say the same thing here. But uh, what is like, what do you recommend to people if they're going to do some shopping when, when they visit Disney Springs? So funny thing is, is... You know, I have to go back to our other four episodes for the four mm-hmm. theme parks. And we sort of talked about extra magic hours and what do you hit first and where do you head first and what's smart. So believe it or not, you probably wouldn't think that there's a strategy when it comes to Disney Springs, right? Because you're going shopping or you're having lunch. 
There is one strategy though. Mm -hmm. And Jared, you know where I'm going with this, that people do need to consider when they enter Disney Springs. And that is getting in line for Gideon's. Yeah. No, I I know it's crazy, right? Because you don't have to get in line for, you know, um, you know, world of Disney and you don't have to get in line for, (laughs) you know, um, Kendra Scott, but Gideon's you do. Um, I, as ever since Gideon's opened, and actually, Mickey Blog was there on day one. Uh, we were second in line, if I recall. There was a 12 and a half hour wait that day for the mm-hmm. first opening day. Pretty crazy. Um, and by the way, speaking of Gideon's, we did have Steve on our podcast. Correct. So I have to say, Nick, Jared, you interviewed him. Um, yeah, he so was, he was awesome. Shout out to Steve. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, but going back to Gideon's, um, since the day it opened there's always a line yeah i've never been there i don't think where there has been a line doesn't matter what day of the week doesn't matter what week of the month what month of the year um and it's worth it right i mean we all love our gideon's cookies and cakes and peanut butter cold brew have to give a shout out to peanut butter cold brew um but anyway so without belaboring um that is definitely a tip i would say if somebody wants those gideon's cookies um, which is a big deal, uh, get in line early. Yeah. 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 No, I, I completely agree. I think we should almost start the episode with Gideon. So let's just do that because the truth is I was going to try, I was going to try to save it for like the ending, but the problem with saving things, no, 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 it's okay. This is the smart way to do it. The problem with us is Alyssa and I tend to get sidetracked sometimes. And sometimes we talk for a long time about things. So then if we'll save things for the end, we might only have a few minutes to talk about it. And you can't do that with Gideon's Bakehouse. Let's house. spend at least 30 minutes on Gideon's. Yeah, I think this is this whole episode is just going to be like why we like Gideon's now. Uh, no, but it's it really is, guys. It's like it's a it's a must do at Disney World. It really is, you know, not to take Jared, the... Do you explain for anybody who doesn't know what Gideon's is? Yes. Okay. So let me set the stage for you. All right. Picture this. Um, first of all, Gideon's opened up as like a small bakehouse um, over at East End Market. That location is still there. Um, I remember going there often in 2019, 2020, and and I heard it was this before I even went. I heard it's the greatest cookie you've ever had in your life. And you know, I <laughs> I like cookies, so I went and I remember being mind blown because they're half pound cookies. And the chocolate chip has more chocolate chips than you've ever seen a cookie have in your life. It was rated in the Boston Globe for top seven chocolate chip cookies on the planet. Um, it's been in, you know, delish.com. It's been in food websites. It's been on New York Times. I mean, this has been everywhere. Uh, again, as Alyssa said, if you're really more interested in Gideon's, go check out our Gideon specific episode where I had the chance to interview Steve Lewis, um, the founder um, who amazing, told us amazing guy, amazing guy. And, and he told us he spent over five years perfecting, uh, his cookie recipe over seven years, perfecting his, um, cold brew recipe. So he's a perfectionist in a good way and it pays off. So to speed up my story, when it comes to Disney, Disney opened up a new location for Gideon's Bakehouse. And when I first heard this was being announced and opening up in 2021, 2022 and all that, and how exciting it all was, people were so excited, the locals at least, who had been there a lot. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh man, when Disney fans get a hold of these cookies, it's going to blow their minds because I knew about them and I loved them and a lot of Orlando locals loved them. But the cool thing about this location, it's much, much bigger than the very small location at East End Market in North Orlando. And um, there's also unique offerings there at this location that you can't get at the other location. So there's things you can only get at this Disney Springs location. The cold brew, you can only get in Disney Springs. And when I say it's the greatest cold brew you're ever going to have in your life, I'm not lying. Alyssa mentioned the peanut butter cold brew. It is, it's mind-blowing to me, and it never gets old. So Beyond that, there's cold brews, there's cookies. They have a cookie of the month every single month. They have a new flavor of cake slice every single month. They have often changed new flavors of cold brew every single month. 
And as Alyssa said, if you want to actually get into Gideon's, the earlier you get in line, the better, because that line gets long. I was at Disney Springs this past Saturday with a few friends, and we walked up. They said three hours and 45 minutes, and that was at 6.30 p.m. right before we went to dinner. And of course, we were like, well, we're not doing that. But regardless, that's how popular it is. Well, and keep in mind, I do want to say one positive note. Um, if it does get to be a very backed up um, amount of time, uh, they will start virtual queue. Um, Correct. And a little tip, if I can give a little tip out there, because, you know, we like to give tips, right, Jared? That's what we're here that's, for. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Um, something we've done often is if we have dinner reservations at Disney Springs, um, and most times that's usually on a weekend. So you can imagine there's a long line, so they do have a virtual queue. We'll put our name in. Um, at the stand or whatever, you know, um, Mm -hmm. we'll go to dinner, you get a text. And the good part about it is now I know some of the viewers and listeners are going, well, just my luck. I'll be eating my main course when they call me. doesn't matter. Once they call, once you get the text, you can go back anytime and get in line. Um, So that's just a little tip. Like if there is a virtual queue, go do other things, go shopping, go eat. And when you're, when it's called, even if it's two, three hours, there's enough to do in Disney Springs. And then you go back and you go in, but not to make the whole episode about Gideon's, but I was just thinking that one of the things about the Perfect Day series were sort of like initial start of the day tips that we've given. Yeah. I can't think of any others that really relate to Disney Springs, except for Gideon's in terms of strategy. No, I, I agree. Um, I will say that Disney Springs typically opens. Now, granted, this is changing. Um, fully, fully opens closer to 10 a.m. Um, but there are locations that are open beforehand. Starbucks, of course. Um, Everglazed is another must-do that I'm going to talk about later on, too. Um, amazing donut shop. They also do some amazing cold brew as well. Um, so that's another location that's open before 10 a.m. But either way, you can go stand in that line for Gideon's, uh, you know, at 9 a.m., you know, and when you do get there, uh, it's it's just smart. You're going to get in there and get everything very quickly. And then that's kind of out of your way. Um, and plus, as great as the peanut butter cold brew is, you want that in the morning, not at 9 p.m. Um, it's just, it, you know, you don't want to be up all night. But either way, can, I, give, can uh, I throw in another tip, Jared? Yeah, of can course. I, I mean, I, I know this is not an episode all about Gideon's. Steve's going to love us for, you know, kind of <laughs> really going crazy with Gideon's. But I'm going to just say real quick before we move on, um, something that we've done is you mentioned about oh, nobody wants that peanut butter cold brew at night. I hear you. But you know how I mentioned about go to dinner, then go back to Gideon's? Now you're hung, you're full, right? So you're really getting mm-hmm. a cookie for probably tomorrow or whatever. couple tips. Gideon's cookies freeze. Beautifully. And second of all, you can get a peanut butter cold brew, stick it in your refrigerator, and have it the next morning. It's true. Uh, I've done that. I'm just throwing those couple tips out for, you know, these are tips that we just want to share with our viewers and listeners that other people may not know about. It's true. Um, And I have done that on multiple occasions. So uh, I've also just said, screw it and have the cold brew at 9 p.m. And uh, if I don't go to bed, I don't go to bed. There's no wrong when it comes to Gideon's. So I know we're going to move on from Gideon's, but we wanted to share some of those tips and um, ways to, you know, people leave Gideon's with those black bags and there's pride. I mean, they're walking around like, I got it. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's something you almost sort of, uh, let's just say, kind of write a passage. Uh, yeah, it's again, I hate to keep using this must do um, terminology. I, I know, we're going to stop using it eventually. But we did have a must do uh, podcast episode, which we talked about all the Walt Disney World must do's. And then we had Stacy. Uh, who, of course, was the uh, host and, you know, was the heart of the Must Do Disney show for over a decade. Uh, We had her as a guest on this podcast. So love Stacey. The Must Do terminology is not going away anytime soon. But regardless, uh, it's she's right about Gideon's. It is, in my opinion, a Disney World Must Do. And it's something that you should prioritize if you're going to do a day at Disney Springs. But 
let's jump into that. As Alyssa said, you know, the reason we wanted to bring that up is because it is important and that line gets long and also the earlier, the better. And oftentimes, if you go back and listen to our previous four Perfect Day series episodes, we talk often about how to start your day and then go about your day from there. Um, so that's the same thing with, uh, with Disney Springs specifically is, mm-hmm. you know, starting your day at, uh, that location and going about it from there. So yeah, let's talk merchandise next. We're going to also talk entertainment. And then the second half of the episode, I think we're going to talk more about, um, you know, dining and, you know, places to grab a drink if you're into that desserts. Um, maybe we'll spend another 20 minutes talking about Gideon's who knows, uh, you know, we'll see. Possible, uh, <laughs> but you gotta stick around to see where where it takes us. Exactly. Uh, but let's talk about uh, merchandise specifically. So, when it comes to shopping at Disney Springs, there's one store that has been sort of the heart and soul of shopping at Disney Springs for a long time, and that's World of Disney. It's Disney's biggest merchandise store. Um, it's where you're gonna find the newest and most up to date merchandise. In fact, oftentimes our reporters uh, here at Mickey Blog, uh, we usually do at least like two stops in Disney Springs a week because there's many times where merchandise will actually land in World of Disney before it even lands in the uh, theme parks. Um, So, you know, you're getting the absolute most up-to-date merchandise and collections and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, beyond that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. World of Disney is, you know, the epitome. And it's, and it was, it's not new. It's not new with Disney Springs. It's been around yeah. for sure. Um, they've also made a nice, I kind of almost call it like an arm to World of, World of Disney. And that's the co-op. Yeah. Kind of like I an agree. extension. Not, not quite, you know, the same, but, um, you know, the co-op uh, is relatively new. I wouldn't say it's brand new, but it's on the relatively new side. Um, and what I like about that is it's, I love the, you know, it's got little rooms where it has art and it has pet options and it's got clothing and merchandise. Um, you know, when the 50th uh, stuff came out and all the, the retro stuff came out, you know, there was rooms for that. Um, so co-op is another good one for Disney merchandise. And of course, if we're sticking with the Disney merchandise theme, we have to also talk about Disney style. Mm-hmm. Um, not to jump around Disney Springs, but that also is a great store that has a lot of really cute Disney merchandise as well. If you want to stick straight with straight Disney merch. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think Disney style is another great store. That's almost more unique, um, merchandise offerings. That's going to be found closer to the AMC on the West side of Disney Springs, um, but beyond that, you know, as Alyssa said, co-op is very popular. Co-op has a lot of very cool collections. Uh, they were sort of the home for the vault collection for a long time during the entire, uh, you know, 50th celebration that was also the 51st and 52nd celebration. Uh, it went on for a while, but it's okay. Uh, regardless, there's also several Star Wars stores that I know Alyssa cares about. Uh, there's a Marvel store that I know Alyssa cares about. Um, and, uh, and there's just, there's, there's just so much to see when it comes to merchandise and beyond the actual Disney oriented stores, there is also, um, several stores that are more focused on, um, you know, big brands. So that's where you're going to walk around and find lots of more designer and bigger brands that, that you really are going to find at places like, you know, um, outlet malls and things like that. So, so I mean, just I'm... to name Jared, a few of those for anyone who hasn't been to Disney Springs, um, some of without naming every one of them, probably some of those bigger, more po- really popular um, retail locations would be Tommy Bahama, um, would be Lu- Lululemon just opened a brand new location at Disney Springs. Um, uh, um da, 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 what am i thinking um there's kendra scott uh there's free mm-hmm. people um yeah, there's I, i'm kind of now I'm like forgetting but um you know definitely a lot of um you know different places oh ron john 
So that's another mm-hmm. big one. Um, so there's definitely some main, you know, big uh, retail names uh, that have that that call home to you know call Disney Springs their home. Mm-hmm. No, I I completely agree. I know that the uh, you know the you know Ron John and and a lot of that whole section over there, which is closer to the Lime Garage, the section. Just so everybody's aware that we're talking about, you know, uh, there's also you know, stores like Sugar Boo and Tommy Bahama. And, and there's just a whole lot of brands that are very popular um, that people do like to go in. But one of the things that I especially like about Disney Springs in general when it comes to shopping is their ability to sort of mix in both, you know, like you have these large, you know, collections of big designer brands and big brands, but you also have World of Disney and Disney style and marketplace co-op and galactic outposts and you know these stores that are for real disney fans the people on disney vacations it's kind of like a nice mix and match of both i have to say one of the things i'm super excited about um and i i think it's going to be opening hopefully very soon um so i'm a big i love candles i love Mm. candles that smell good um especially disney scents so a lot of people have those disney scents in their home um, but there's a candle company called Bose Candles, uh, B-O-S-E. Um, they actually sell them in the Christmas store in Disney Springs. Um, they also, I don't believe they do anymore. They used to sell them in co-op. But the reason they don't anymore, or at least if they do, they have very few left, is they're actually opening up a Bose Candle store, which is mm-hmm. actually going to be on the west side where the old tobacco store was, which I'm not sad is gone to be honest with you. So it's right next to salt and straw, which is their ice, an ice cream store. Um, so I am super excited when this Bose candle store opens because they have all the Disney scents and they Mm. have all the holiday scents and all the seasonal scents. So I'm really excited about that. It's candles and wax melts and, uh, uh, diffusers. Oh, I'm super excited. I can't wait. Yeah. And beyond that, they also have uh, a huge M&M store that people really love. Uh, there's a huge Coca-Cola themed store that people also really like. And then if you're a pin person, um, I know there's lots of Disney pin traders. There is a whole pin traders, uh, you know, sort of stand over on the other side of Disney Springs, sort of near Earl Sandwich. There's a toy store over there, Once Upon a Toy, that lots of people like to go to if you're looking for plushes or toys for your kids and, and things like that. Um, and then also beyond that, um, you know, there's there's just a lot of other sort of little, you know, sort of smaller locations scattered throughout, uh, you know, the property. Um, but regardless, um, you know, the point we're trying to make here is that there's plenty to uh, see and do, and it's highly unlikely that you're going to go to Disney Springs and not find a, uh, you know, a, a merchandise item you're looking for. So, um, so yeah, definitely, um, definitely worth your time. But regardless, uh, let's let's get into a few other things. But before we do. Of course, we're going to take our break here in the middle of the episode that we always like to do. Um, and this is when we like to mention that this episode and every episode in the Mickey Blog podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MakeyTravels.com, Make Magic, one vacation at a time. And of course, as we always do like to mention, um, I know Alyssa is the co-owner of Mickey Travels, so it's even easier to talk about Mickey Travels now on the show. But if you are ever trying to put together your Walt Disney World vacation or Disneyland or Olani or Disney Cruise Line or Adventures by Disney, there are so many Disney destinations, uh, Mickey Travels does all of them, and strictly uh, Disney destinations. So you can be absolutely guaranteed to get the best service and planning possible. Um, and frankly, many of them will probably give you a lot of similar tips, many of these agents that we're giving you right now, um, 
all of the Make It Travels agents are wonderful. So definitely reach out if you ever need help planning your next Disney vacation. But in the second half of the episode, Alyssa, we're going to talk about entertainment offerings. We're also going to talk about dining, um, which both are also huge reasons why people go to Disney Springs. So let's talk a little bit about this. And first, let's talk about entertainment. Um, it would be, I'd be reminisced or I'd be remiss rather not to at least mention, uh, their Circus de Soleil over at Disney Springs. It's very popular. Um, of course this is located on the West side and, um, I know you were there when they first reopened it that night. Um, but yeah, can you talk a little bit about this and just how popular this has become as well? I love Cirque du Soleil. Um, and I used, you know, prior to Drawn to Life, they had Lanuba, which was exclusive to Disney Springs, downtown Disney. Um, and it was just amazing. Anybody who's seen any Cirque du Soleil shows, gosh, they're just, there's like no words for them. They're amazing. Um, but Drawn to Life is absolutely fantastic because not only has the amazement of the Cirque performers, um, but it's all about Disney animation. So you have all the Disney animation, the songs, um, the movies, all that all rolled into this very exciting, energetic Cirque du Soleil show. A uh, huge fan of Drawn to Life. I would recommend it to anybody. Uh, they usually yeah. have two shows a night, and I believe they usually are open like five nights a week. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, something They're, like that. If that's kind of like the approximation, but yes, it's absolutely fantastic. And what I always, what I would suggest is make a night out of it, and you know, get Cirque du Soleil, get your Drawn to Life tickets, and make a dinner reservation, and do either the show and then dinner, or dinner and then the show, depending on which show, and make a real fun night about it. it's. It would be a perfect night. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, it really, it's gotten nothing but glowing reviews ever since it's debuted. I went to the uh, previous version. I actually haven't seen Drawn to Life, but I've heard nothing but amazing things. And I just personally really love that entire section of Disney Springs. The West Side uh, is almost kind of like the forgotten area of Disney Springs to a lot of people because so many people hang out in the other areas, the marketplace and, you know, sort of the other sections of Disney Springs. Um, but, but I love it over there. Um, the reason I love it over there is not just because of Circus de Soleil, but it's, there's also House of Blues. A lot of people don't realize this, but House of Blues is a pretty big concert venue in Orlando and they host concerts on a weekly and monthly basis. And some very big artists actually come through there. I was here this past Saturday night and the line was just insane just to get into the concert. But the food over there at House of Blues is very good. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, there's the M&M store, which has become pretty popular. Um, City Works is a very cool brewery, uh, sort of, you know, bar-based food. And th that's over there in that location. Haleo is extremely popular by Jose Andres, another very famous chef uh, who's a bit of a celebrity chef, but also... Jose Andres has also helped and is a philanthropist and helped many people through hurricanes and things like that. So the point I'm trying to make here is, as Alyssa said, make a night out of it if you're going to go to Circus de Soleil because there's so much to see and do just in that area. I'm just bringing all this up in that specific area um, and lots of great restaurants. But, you know, either way, talking about other entertainment options um, let's talk a little bit about the hot air balloon. I mean, I feel like that's something we got to talk about because that's not an offering that you can get at many places in general. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, so what's very cool about this experience, which I have done several times now, um, is not only your ability to see all of Walt Disney World property, but you can see downtown Orlando all throughout central Florida. Um, and it's very moderately priced. I mean, oftentimes it's priced around $25 a person, which is really great. Sometimes it's more, it's a seasonal thing as well, obviously based on weather and how, you know, how windy it is and rainy it is. So you do have to be aware of those things. But, you know, have you been able to experience that, Alyssa? 
I actually have. I not often, not doesn't sound like as many times as you have. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, it is really fun. I think a lot of people find that to be not a one and done, but you know, mm -hmm. it's not something you do every time you go to visit Disney Springs, but certainly if you haven't been um, something different for the kids, you know, something yeah. like you said, you know, it, it's just a fun addition. Um, you know, um, it kind of reminds me if I can mention this as sort of like a, now this is a little more expensive, but something where it's sort of a unique opportunity would be the amphicars at the boathouse. So it's yeah. the same kind of idea where, you know, you, if anyone's familiar, they have these cars that literally they're called amphicars and they go into the water and they go around the, the whole, you know, lagoon or water area. Um, and it's super fun. And, mm -hmm. um, again, a little more, pr a little pricier, but again, one of those, like the, the balloon, a little bit more, um, of a unique experience that probably not going to do all the time, but certainly do, um, something fun. If like you want a unique experience, the kids want to do something fun. So it, it kind of reminds me in this very different, but in the same, uh, sort of realm of, um, unique opera, unique entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what Alyssa is referencing, the vintage Amphicar tours, those are available right outside of the boathouse. And it, it's literally, it's what it sounds like, all right? It's a boat that looks like a car and it starts on ground right next to the boathouse. Lots of people like to gather around to actually watch, like they sort of take off and come back in. And then um, those, yeah, so those happen on a daily basis right next to the to um, the Boathouse, which is a great restaurant, um, one of Alyssa's favorites, I know, and we'll talk more about that later on. But um, the Aerofile is what I'm referencing when I keep talking about the hot air balloon. Both of these are very unique offerings and things that, that are just a lot of fun. And beyond that, there's also bowling. Um, you can go bowling over at Splitsville. It's Splitsville is awesome, in my opinion. I think it has underrated food. There's like five different bars. It's a huge event space. There's bowling downstairs and upstairs. It's there's frozen drinks. I mean, it's a great time. Every time I go there, I love it. Um, Splitsville is also located right near Circus de Soleil. So again, another location if you're gonna make a full night out of it. I um, agree, Jared. It's um, I think you said it very well. It is very underrated food. Um, it is. You wouldn't expect it some of the best sushi. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and to quote Stacy, if I may, <laughs> is it sushi with your strikes? Anybody, anyone is no excuse to say, <laughs> um, yeah. I have yeah. to quote our friend Stacy, who I literally now consider her friend of Mickey blogs. She um, is, but it is, they have great sushi. And I will tell you something else. I'm, I know people love to hear this. You get a lot for your money. Their mm -hmm. appetizers are all shareable. You know, they've great loaded cheese fries and nachos and sushi. Um, and it's a lot of fun just to sit and eat and drink and bowl. And everybody's laughing in there. It's a mm -hmm. really fun vibe at, um, at Splitsville. As a matter of fact, just to kind of be transparent, uh, we had a Mickey blog get together at Splitsville. We did. We did, and yeah. I say, that was a fun night. It was. It, it's a great, it's a great spot. I really love it there. And, um, you know, I, I was there literally this past Saturday. Um, this is a, I'm not, this is the thing guys. Like when I Alyssa, not, and I, by the way, for our viewers, I was not invited. Yeah. Alyssa wasn't invited. And I'm just going to like, uh, so in case anyone wonders, <laughs> like if I was asked to go, no, I was not asked to, to go. But I hope you had a nice dinner on Jared on Saturday night. You know, that's, that's really great. Um, mm -hmm. we're going anyway, to change the subjects. Uh, <laughs> let's change the subject. Um, the point is, <laughs> no, uh, I was going to just say that um, Splitsville from top to bottom, no pun intended, it is several stories. It's a great spot. And as Alyssa said, the sushi is very good. The nachos are very good. It's just a really great area. In fact, you wouldn't believe it, but they have amazing chicken fried rice that I've had several times. And one of my favorite spots to grab a drink in all of Disney Springs is the upstairs bar at Splitsville right near the windows because you can sort of people watch and see down and there's AMC right there and all these people walking by and all the entertainment. It's very cool. It's a great spot up there. And even the drinks are moderately priced. So that's sort of like a hidden gem um, in our opinion. 
or underrated as Alyssa called it. And, um, and beyond that, again, there is a movie theater at Disney Springs, AMC theaters, which is very cool. It's also, there's a dine-in theater section of this, which is very cool. I mean, if you want to eat a full meal, you can do that. Um, you know, the other thing, Jared, about AMC that I don't mm-hmm. want to neglect to mention is um, a lot of times they will put out new releases mm-hmm. before they're released in other theaters around the country. Yeah, they will. And on top of that, uh, you know, they do a great job promoting their films. Of course, they're going to promote especially their Disney films, but you'll see posters and like a red carpet and photo ops, which not every film has. So it's really cool. I've been there um, and gotten to experience several major event films. Um, I was fortunate enough to be invited to a media event for uh, when The Rise of Skywalker dropped or The Mandalorian. I know I'm speaking Latin to you, Alyssa. These are Star Wars things. Um, Don't even but, know what you're referring to. But, but I, I was there. Done. I was there with media for a lot of those things. And that was very cool. Um, other entertainment offerings, by the way, there's a carousel and a little train for the tiny kiddos. Uh, very cute. Um, that's located on the other side of Disney Springs. There's also lots of live music, which is very cool. Um, so just something to sort of be aware of. But overall, I hope what you just gathered from that whole section before we jump into dining for our next and final section of this whole uh, Disney Springs episode is that there's a lot to do at Disney Springs. There's a lot to see and a lot to do. Can I jump in, Jared? Because I think you'll be happy that I'm saying this also. Before we as, jump into dining. As long as you're not about to roast me for not inviting you on Saturday. Not at all. We're, I'm past <laughs> it. Like, I'm, I'm beyond it. I think the viewers and listeners know the truth. We don't need to, we don't need to continue. They, they know true. what's up. Yeah, um, you're right. Thank you, listeners and viewers, for having my side on that. But anyway, <laughs> we're moving on. Um, but no. Um, so I do want to talk about dining and food options. But the one thing mm-hmm. I think you'll want to talk about, Jared, for just a minute is how beautiful Disney Springs is during the holidays. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, just for a minute, can we, just before we go into dining, can we just say it's a beautiful place during the holidays? Uh, You know, here's the thing, Alyssa. You can't say just for like a minute. When it comes to anything holiday-related, I I, I talk about things for hours. I know. Jared, just try to... You know, let's do you know, a couple minutes, but yeah, you know, two to three to, say, to twelve. Let's yeah. give a little teaser to our viewers and listeners because we will have many holiday episodes. Yeah, if anything, by January first, hopefully, we still have listeners and viewers um, because yeah. we might so just we have annoyed them. them. So let's not give them <laughs> too much. But would you agree? Um, just again, just touching, and again, I, we're, we're not going to go into too much detail because I know, like, stretch it out. Because obviously we're going to talk about you know the 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 tree stroll at a later date, right? You know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But just even you know they they, they have it snow. They have smoke machines. Um, they have a beautiful Christmas tree. Um, in you know in the town center. Um, mm-hmm. it there's beautiful music playing. Um, and the thing I love about it is you're walking around feeling all the Christmas vibes, but it's still warm. So you're mm-hmm. not freezing. Um, it's just, it's, it's a good holiday vibe at Disney Springs. Would you say? No, I completely agree. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> so does the rest of the state of Florida, because it is also the busiest time of year to visit Disney Springs. I mean, I remember speaking of the Splitsville night that was during the holiday season. And I remember that night we were all like sardines trying to get through the crowds, but let me tell you, I love Disney Springs during the holidays. The music, they blast Christmas music. There's a huge Christmas tree stroll. If you don't know what that is, we're going to talk more about it, of course, once we get into the holiday season. But the Christmas tree stroll essentially is like 25 plus Christmas trees, each themed to different things. So some of them are themed after Disney films, like there's a Toy Story tree. Some of them after Disney rides, like there was a Haunted Mansion tree. And some of them off of even like things like Disney Cruise Line. And so each one is unique in that way. It was a Disney Plus tree. I know. That was was definitely an advertisement, but it's okay. Whatever. Uh, Regardless, there's very cool. And they're located throughout the entirety of Disney Springs. So it takes you. You really got to go through a stroll of the entirety of Disney Springs to see. Can I ask you this, Jared? And again, we're going to, we're going to. 
detour away from the holidays because mm-hmm. we have lots to talk about in a later later episode. You did this. You did this to me. I did. I did. <laughs> I, I set I set I set it up. I had people reach out to me and say, you know, bait Jack. I went fishing. I hooked in, Jared. <laughs> Bring him but in with it, something Christmas related. But I have to say, Jared, real quick, and I'm giving you literally like 20, 30 seconds. Got it. Um, I know the answer is yes, it's rhetorical, but you do remember the tree trail. Uh, don't get me down that road. Talk about, this is going to be great. I'm taking you down the trail. This is going to be great for our episode on, on lost things at Disney, um, which is an upcoming episode, by the way, folks. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yes, this is one of the biggest travesties in my opinion, that's happened to Walt Disney World. The Christmas tree stroll used to be the Christmas tree trail now the trail was located over not on the west side on the other side of disney springs closer to earl of sandwich once upon a toy the carousel that whole section of course it was right next to the christmas shop which makes a lot of sense but to walk you through it essentially they blocked off this entire section and you'd walk through they had snope which is fake snow blowing in the air they had all the trees in one location they were selling hot chocolate they had little merchandise stands at the very end, you could meet Santa Claus right there. Um, it was perfect. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It's a travesty. It's gone. I, I don't hate the Christmas tree stroll, but to be honest with you, when you actually brought up, like, don't you love Disney Springs during the holidays? I Like I used to. I used to love it. And it's not that I don't love it because I still prefer Disney Springs at the holidays compared to any other time of year. But th- then again, I prefer anything holiday related compared to the rest of the year. But the point is, is that right there, that was the best. So if you ever got to experience the Christmas tree trail, comment on this video and let me know that I'm not crazy here and thinking this was, as I put it, like a, a travesty almost that it's gone because I and loved remember, it. You know, we are going to, we're going to head over to dining, right? Like we're not going to stay yeah. here, but the takeaway is a Disney Springs is beautiful at the holidays, beautiful mm-hmm. any time of, of year, but beautiful the holidays. And the second takeaway is. Jared and I are going to have once Halloween is over, we're giving Halloween yeah. its, its fair presence for the next month. Yeah. Come November 1st, buckle up, people. Buckle yeah, up. And- it's going to be full on. <laughs> Holiday mode. I know. For I, eight episodes, probably, of just pure Christmas. Um, so it's, I'm just, you know, we're talking Festival of the Holidays, Candlelight Processional, decorations, yeah. food, tri- get ready. Um, Christmas resorts, Christmas, best Disney Christmas films, best tree, ways Christmas to celebrate Christmas. In the resort. Just all of it. It's a lot. It's, so, it's going to be know, a lot. But let's, so let's, just, let's, let's, get, let's, let's, let's get them there. Yeah. They're, yeah. you know, they're, they're fall, autumn, Halloween time. <laughs> and let's talk about dining at Disney Springs. Yeah. Well, let's talk about dining next. So Disney yeah. Springs has over 50, and I know that's a big window, but between food destinations, restaurants, candy shops, walk-up windows, wow. full-service restaurants, everything in between 50 food destinations. So that's pretty daunting. When you first hear that, you might think like, okay, how do I go about that? We're going to sort of walk you through a few of our favorites and places that we personally recommend. Um, And beyond that, Alyssa, being that she is a Disney travel planning expert and also owns a diamond level travel agency, she knows what restaurants get booked the most when it comes to clients and people who are trying to plan for Disney Springs. So let's start there. Let's talk about the big ones, the most popular ones, the ones that when people go to Disney Springs, like that's where I'm going. Um, because I got a few in mind and, um, and, but one of the things that I love about Disney Springs is it's not, in my opinion, it's not quite like, like Epcot where like La Cellier is booked up every single day, for example, or Tapanito is booked up every single day, for example, there's certain restaurants that book up, but Disney Springs, and obviously there's a lot to eat at Epcot. Obviously, lots of quicker things to eat at Epcot, but Disney Springs has a lot of great sit-down restaurants and a lot of great, you know, even um, mid-level sit-down restaurants, not full, you know, full-service dining. So the point I'm trying to make here, Alyssa, is there's not exactly like a bunch of like, no, I got to eat there. In my opinion, there's like five to ten you could choose from because there's so many great options. But I think I know one 
that we both love quite a bit being that, you know, I got one of these from there. Uh, wow. So let's start there. <laughs> yeah. So we have to start at the boathouse. Yes. Um, amazing. Um, it's actually one of the most successful restaurants in the country. Wow. As far as the, it goes. So that's like an actual fact. Um, yeah. It books up very, very quickly. Um, it's busy all day, like from lunch on every day of the year. Um, mm -hmm. So, and the food's amazing. Uh, they have outdoor dining, they have indoor dining, they have different uh, rooms. Uh, they even have a little boutique. You know, it's all based on like lake living, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, the thing about, you have to keep in mind with Disney Springs restaurants, which I love, is unlike Disney parks and resorts restaurants, where you really have to do that through Disney dining, Disney dining does have these options available, but they reserve at least half of them to book through open table to mm -hmm. call directly. So for example, if you want to go to the boathouse, you can call the boathouse directly. Yeah. Uh, whereas you're not going to call Teppanito directly. Um, so that's you try, a, just no one's going to answer. Yeah, but you no can one, try. Yeah, not picking up. <laughs> um, so that's the thing to keep in mind. A lot of these popular restaurants, and I will say, I have to mention a second one that is equally as popular and challenging to get into you know where i'm going with this and that would be chef art smith's homecoming mm -hmm. that is also a very difficult one to get into but i will tell you this i never get it through disney dining because it's not available yeah but we go often i call directly and the other thing to keep in mind is especially chef art smith's homecoming they do have walk up they do have walk up. That line gets long, I will say, but they but do remember, have walk up. Remember, you can go shopping while you're waiting for them to text you. It's true. And on top of that, I have to mention this, okay? This is, a, by the way, this is how much uh, Alyssa and uh, Greg and myself and my wife uh, are being serious about these things that we recommend. Um, I gave, <laughs> for the holidays last year, I gave Alyssa and Greg a $100 gift card to uh, homecoming because I know how much they love it and we know how much we love it and the boathouse is a restaurant we've eaten at several several times so when we recommend these two places we're not lying to you I promise you but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention homecoming brunch because in oh. my opinion it is like one of the best brunches not just in Walt Disney World but you'll ever have I mean it is so good the biscuits are incredible the waffles are incredible the I mean, the sides are incredible. I the mean, portions are big. Yeah. And it is comfort food to oh, like, yeah. like, as in, you know, when it's, if you picture being up north and it's a snowy, cold day and you're in your home mm -hmm. with a blanket on a comfortable chair in front of a fireplace, that mm -hmm. kind of food. Oh, it, it really you is. Do you get that? Do you get that picture? Absolutely. It really is just like that. Uh, Chef Art Smith's homecoming is delicious and it is Southern based food. We're talking mac and cheese, fried chicken, mashed grits. potatoes, grits, lots of that type of food. So if you're going to go there, just be aware of that. But regardless, that's an amazing restaurant. The Boathouse, I did want to mention again, because I too love it as much as Alyssa does. But the reason I love it is actually could be a little different. And that's because I love the dock at the very end of the boathouse. One of my favorite places to grab a drink in Walt Disney World. Um, I've actually sat at that bar when there's the restaurant's been full, can't sit anywhere. I've sat at the bar and ordered food down there. Amazing seafood right on the water, the sunsets. It's just a gorgeous spot. Um, beyond that, there's a few other locations I wanted to get into. Wine Bar George, I think is excellent. That's a location that just opened up fairly recently in the last four to five years. Really, really excellent spot, of course, if you love wine. But there's also great, great options for food and a great brunch. I've had brunch there as well. Um, another spot for you Indiana Jones lovers is Jock Lindsay's, which I think is very cool. It's a completely themed bar to Indiana Jones. Um, and it's just extremely unique. You're walking in and you feel like you're in an Indiana Jones set. So They that's have dock, outside dock seating, too. They do, yeah. And there's like a boat attached to the outside. So it's it's very cool. I mean, it's hard to explain and do it justice. Um, but there's cocktails on that menu, like the Fountain of Youth and things that, of course, are properly named. And by the way, so, Jared, don't hate me. 
Have you been there? Have you seen how incredibly decorated Jock Lindsay's hangar bar is at Christmas? It is. It, they do I'm an sorry, amazing I job. I promise we're not going to stay there, but like, <laughs> yeah, man, they go, they go all in for decorating. It, they do a phenomenal job. In another place that Alyssa and I both really love, and several other members of the Mickey Blog team, is Polite Pig. Um, and that's because they have amazing sides over there. We've talked about the Brussels sprouts actually on this podcast, but they also have amazing mac and cheese. They have potato wedges, waffle fries, street corn. I mean, and that's all before talking about their actual barbecue, which is the whole point mm -hmm. of going there. So that's another excellent location. Again, moderately priced, more Jared, quick service. Jared, can I also say, um, and I think this is sort of near and dear to us, is, um, you know, I didn't know about it for up until about two, three years ago, and that's Enzo's Hideaway. Yeah. And the reason I love Enzo's Hideaway is, first of all, it's, it's just a little, like, you don't even feel like you're in disney anymore it just takes you down into like this sort of cellar area it's beautifully appointed and it's just like fun and it's sort mm -hmm. of like out of the way but i have to say um jared you and molly your wife and greg and i have actually done a couple meals there together yeah we have yeah and, and uh so it's kind of a favorite of the four of ours yeah we've always had great meals down there um really great meals too just in terms of fond conversations and memories and things like that, which is awesome. But regardless, it's kind of cool because there is uh, Maria and Enzo's, the Italian restaurant at Disney Springs, which is quite popular. But Enzo's hideaway is just sort of hidden underneath, which is really and cool. And they share a kitchen if anyone doesn't, you know, they're, they're kind of near each other and they share a kitchen, but have two different locations. And I have to say, if I can really quick, and I know we could talk, I feel like I didn't realize we could talk this much about Disney Springs, um, <laughs> kind of in that same realm is Pizza Ponte. Yeah, I love which is Pizza right Ponte. Up, like next to Marie and Enzo's. And I have to say, um, you know, we struggle to find good pizza in, yeah. in, in Florida. You guys are from New York. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, they have big slices and they're really good. You can take them out. You can eat there. Mm -hmm. um, and also, just going to stick real quick with pizza. I'm a fan of Blaze Pizza. Yep. Um, I think that those are really good. I love the individual pizzas. They have great garlic knots and pesto bread. Uh, another, another yummy, um, option as well. If you want some, some pizza. Yeah, no, I agree. And in terms of other quick service options, if you're looking for like cheaper quick service options that I find are very good at Disney Springs, I really personally love chicken guy. Um, that's Guy Fury's fried chicken location. Um, so many different sauces, really good mac and cheese there, really great milkshakes. And that's a place you can get a giant meal for your family for, you know, under a hundred dollars for a family of six almost basically. So that's a great, that's a great family location. And you Earl of Sandwich. Earl Sandwich. I was going to yeah. say you are also mentioned Earl of Sandwich, which is great. Yeah. And beyond that, I mean, there's, there's other amazing locations, of course, that we could get into like Paddlefish, which is very popular. Um, that's a more fine dining restaurant. Rainforest T Cafe. T-Rex and Rainforest Cafe always sort of, they're called almost people eaters because of course they appeal to the whole family. So they eat up a lot of people, a lot of families. But what's kind of cool is there's, they're very interactive. I mean, um, and very fun in there for the whole family. And um, another and thing to mention, Jared, um, Raglan Road. I love Raglan Road. It's they do an incredible celebration every single year for St. Patrick's Day, by the way, which is very cool. But Raglan Road is a classic Irish pub. They really nail it in there. The theming is excellent. There's even a little sidebar called Hole in the Wall, which has a cool happy hour. Speaking of happy hours, Disney Springs has lots of them, believe it or not. There's, I believe, up to 10 happy hours throughout Disney Springs. Lots of people ask that, uh, ask the blog that. People send questions and messages. Are there any happy hours at Disney? Because you'd think not, right? You'd think, okay, well, I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to spend some money on drinks. No, believe it or not, there's happy hours and for food and drinks all throughout Disney Springs. So definitely be aware of that. Um, another few locations I have to mention real quick. Again, over on the other side of Disney Springs, you're going to find House of Blues in Splitsville. A few really excellent locations. Um, there is two Starbucks locations at Disney Springs, just so everybody is aware when you need your coffee. There's a Hagen dazs and there is Here a Salt and Straw. 
Salt and Straw is very popular, very popular ice cream location, homemade ice cream. Um, in my opinion, the best homemade ice cream you can really get around here in Central Florida. Um, and there is a Ghirardelli, as Alyssa just mentioned as well. And, and let's then, not forget, we also have, they also have food trucks. They do have food trucks, a mac and cheese food truck, which is popular. There's a vegetarian food truck, which is popular. There's a Mexican food truck, which is popular. And even if you think to yourself, like, okay, like, I just want to go to Disney Springs and grab a drink and get a good view. Well, let me conclude my level of tips. Go upstairs to the Paddlefish. There's a little bar up there on the very top. Lots of people don't know about this, so uh, pro tip. Jared, you know about uh, your bars. I, I know. I, people are going to think, like, man, does this guy ever stop drinking? Like, believe yeah, it or not. You've mentioned, like, several of them, so I, I wasn't even aware of them. I'm just, I'm just appealing to that crowd, you know? Um, I love, I'm, I'm just like, it's funny because I don't even really drink all that often, but I think because I have this love for theme parks, I find that I also have this love for like themed bars and lounges. And I don't really think anybody does that better than Disney, which yeah. is so funny because like, I don't think they intended to do that. But if you ask almost anybody in the world, like what's the coolest bar you've ever been to, a bunch of people will probably list places that are at Disney. I mean, it's it's very and cool. Springs. And yeah. I think it'd be really good, Jared, to end with what's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if you want to kind of touch on uh they just put a brand new sign out on a brand new location that's gonna be opening up. Do you know what I'm referring to? Hi, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, I could be a little lost because Disney's always opening up new things. So I'll let you take this one. So that would be Summer House. That's true. Summer House. Yeah. So you know, I, I kind of just didn't, I didn't lead you far enough, Jared. Um, it, it, my thing is my brain's still house? on, my brain, my brain's on winter house, winter holidays. No, your brain you, is you just at the me, bar. Yeah. So it, come it's, on back to the restaurant. I, I, <laughs> Jared, quit. what do we know about Summer House that we can share? So Summer House is uh, coming in 2024. Uh, and actually, um, many people um, have been seeing it could come sooner, of course, but if you head over towards that section of Disney Springs. Summer House is being built over on the west side. Uh, so it is going to be located right near, um, it's going to be right across from like the M&M store and that sort of section of Disney Springs. But it's actually coming along construction wise. I was there the other day and the windows and the walls are actually finally being put up, which is very cool. Uh, homemade, um, you know, farm to table type of style food. Apparently it's very good. They've had other locations and the chef has done lots of other things. So um very excited for that. I mean, I'm excited for all new uh, you know, bars really. I'm just kidding. Restaurants at Disney Springs. Um well, so I'm very I'll excited. tell our audience, our viewers and listeners that once Summer House opens, I'm sure you'll be able to give a good review of the best bar that they have in <laughs> what that's about so we'll, we'll we'll wait on that we'll be excited to, to wait for you to give us your thoughts on the bar at summer house yeah look i understand again i understand our listeners our viewers might think man jared just drinks all the time i promise you it's not the case i just i have an affinity for like i i do like to grab a drink with my wife and and friends and stuff but I have an affinity for themed things. That's why I love theme parks so much. And I think Disney does an incredible job with themed yes. uh, bars and restaurants and lounges. And, and, they, and if you're ever interested in hearing more about the best places to drink at Walt Disney World, we've actually done an entire episode on this where we had on a uh, author who wrote all about the best places to drink at Walt Disney World. So he takes the cake over me, Alyssa, in terms of the person who likes this all even more. Sure. But uh, regardless, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I'm with Alyssa. I didn't even think we had this much to say about Disney Springs, but I guess we did. So, you know. And we'll talk again more about Disney Springs in future holiday episodes. Correct. Um, and again, I just want to sort of, you know, sort of set the stage that um, in about a month, <laughs> Yeah, enjoy it's, this last month of peace. <laughs> yeah, no, this month, it, yeah, it's going to be. But I am really, all joking aside, I am super excited. Um, I, If we want to give, can we give our listeners of yours a little taste to next couple of episodes so they can 
Yeah, absolutely. We have some great episodes coming up. We're going to be doing an entire episode dedicated to the Disney Treasure, which is the upcoming Disney Cruise Line edition, um, the sixth ship being added to the fleet. Very excited for that episode. Um, we are also going to be doing an episode, which we mentioned earlier, but it's fully dedicated to sort of lost attractions, uh, lost attractions, lost entertainment, lost restaurants, lost things from Disney. Um, That's going to be so. a very, I have to say, Jared, I'm so excited about that episode. And I want to do a little research for yeah. both of us before we, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to wing that one. We're going to, no. you know, but I think that's going to be, um, I don't know if the word's emotional. Um, we're going to have a lot of opinions. Yeah, it's going to be. That was going to be a very, I know we have opinions about what we've talked about so far, you know, but this one's going to be heavily, heavily opinionated um, as to how we feel about attractions, restaurants, experiences that we no longer have. And mm. uh, are we upset that they're gone? Are we okay that they're gone? Yeah. Are no. we okay with what's replaced them? Are um, we going to spend 45 minutes talking about the great movie ride? These are all, you know, specific questions. Stay tuned. It's, <laughs> I have a feeling that one's going to be a little bit of a longer episode. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a little heated, uh, a little fiery, uh, and I don't think Alyssa and I are gonna disagree with each other. We're gonna disagree no. with some previous decisions, decisions that Disney made. Decisions that Disney made, um, because I understand people sometimes think like, okay, well, you're just being nostalgic. Um, I get that. I get all that. But truthfully, there are certain attractions, certain shows, certain restaurants that should never gone away just like things that are still here like big thunder or you know haunted mansion you'd never picture those going away well guess what there's been things like that in the past that have gone away and we're going to talk about them in that episode and i'm going to be excited to hear what our viewers and listeners have to say their thoughts are um yeah. hopefully in the comments and whatnot as to do they agree are they sad are they happy do they not care um, I think people are going to have their opinions too, and we want to hear them. We do. We really appreciate all the support as always. If you are new to this podcast, please do subscribe, hit that like button and go check we out some of our previous you. episodes. We've done so many episodes on all things Disney from the cruise line to the parks, to the company, to the movies, to just interviews with amazing guests. I mean, we've done so many amazing episodes. We have well over 12,000 downloads now, um, you know, 10,000 total views on YouTube. And, and I'm just very grateful for all the support. I know Alyssa is as well. Absolutely. And, and actually August and September were our biggest months ever, um, on the podcast. So Jared, uh, we're just getting started. You know, we really are. I mean, it's been this great. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. We're only going to get a lot bigger from here. There's lots of Disney podcasts that are much bigger than us, but you know, we got time to catch up. We got time to get there. So uh, we really hope that you who have been following along have continued to enjoy it. And please do tune in every single Friday to new editions of the Mickey Blog Podcast. If you want to support Mickey Blog, please do head over to MickeyBlog.com to stay updated with all things Disney. You could follow Mickey Blog on all social media platforms. And of course, please do support our sponsor and partners over at MickeyTravels.com if you ever need help planning a Disney vacation. We thank you so much for tuning in to this episode, and we can't wait to see you guys next week on another edition of the Mickey Bod Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.